Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This is going to be my redoing of a review for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, developed by one Eidos Montreal and published by Square Enix. Um, yeah, some of you might be thinking, hang on a minute, you already did this. Um, what's what's going on? Um, so yeah, I I did I did uh, review this game. Was it last week? I think a few, a few days to a week ago, roughly. Um, a lot of things are, are, are happening, uh, but I've changed my mind on this game, and I'm going to keep my old review up. In fact, what I'm going to do with this podcast is in the website version of the show notes, I'm going to put links to my previous two reviews. The first one was more of a general impressions kind of thing. And the second one was a an attempt to review the game halfway through when I thought I might be done with the game. Because I was very disappointed at something that had happened in the game. Um, so that wasn't me trying to review a game deliberately halfway through. What had happened was something happened in the game. I was very disappointed by the choice and how it ultimately shaped my experience of the game. And I decided, I don't know if I'm going to continue playing this game, and in case I don't, here is what I think of it so far. So that was kind of where that was at. Uh, however, I did continue after that point, and I finished the game. I've now finished Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm here to talk about my full experience of it. So I'm not going to delete any previous reviews, I, d- I did think about doing that, but I'm simply just not going to promote the other one. I'm going to promote this as the newer one. Uh, I'm also going to be changing the rating of my uh, review. Previously I gave this a possible skip rating. And essentially I said there's some good parts and bad parts. But ultimately I didn't recommend it. I now do recommend this game and I'm going to give it a don't skip. I don't know if I've ever done that before by the way. Um, I've changed my mind on things over time. Um, or... Like like with my experience of Last of Us 2, um, I maintained the same opinion with every playthrough. And I obviously played that game multiple times to get all the uh, trophies and stuff. But my thoughts on that more sort of, not evolved, but grew more when I discovered and realised more things about the game. And had new things to say about it uh, through different experiences. I don't know that I've actually... Posted a review, finished that thing, even though I thought I wasn't going to, and then actually changed my rating for something. I don't know that I've done that before. I know I've redone a review before, which was my Toy Story 2, because I don't think I did a good... I I wasn't happy with the podcast, but that's a different thing entirely. Um, Yeah, so anyway, here I am doing that. Again, it's my website, it's my podcast... I can do what I want with it. I can take suggestions on board, but in terms of making decisions like this, I can do whatever I want with it. Um, and I'm, of course, allowed to change my opinion. You know, I played more of the game, I finished the second half of it, and my opinion changed. So here I am to talk about my uh, n- newly formed opinion of the game. Uh, let me get my negatives out the out of the way first of all, because I think that might be the easier thing to do. By the way, it's going to be spoiler-free, and then I'm going to do a very short spoiler section... Uh, in the second half of this podcast. But don't worry about that yet. Uh, so negatives for the game. Um, 
I still maintain things that I've said before. I'm going to have to repeat those things unfortunately. But I am going to mention some newer stuff. I still think the combat's a mess. The combat in its best points is serviceable. Um, I've seen much, 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 much better in in games. Um, the combat is more chaotic than this game is able to handle. Um, the animations, as I mentioned before, are incredibly messy when it comes to the combat. Um, and the general... There, there's some decent ideas in here which, again, could be kind of improved upon with a sequel, which I hope that they do get. Um, I hope that the same team is able to work on this, but they're able to improve certain things, take on some feedback, and evolve the game for the second game, uh, or evolve their development for the second game. I think the story here, the actual narrative, is not great. It, it's pretty weak in certain points. Um, yeah, the actual... There's a difference between the characters' stories and the overall plot of the game. The overall plot of the game and the story I did not find engaging at all. Uh, so that's my other negative point. Um, I did come across a few technical issues as well. Those are some notable points. Nothing like... Nothing sort of game-breaking or anything. Uh, but there was there was more technical issues than this probably should have been. Uh, so that was disappointing. And... Um, what was my other negative? Just just enjoy my my two biggest disappointments with this is the combat, the animation within the combat. So when you trigger certain things to happen, how that animation flows, how things just carelessly clip through things. Um it it's not great. It could do with a lot of cleaning up. Um but again there's so many there's so many things going on. You've got things getting blasted, you've got things getting blown up, you've got uh um, bullets flying all over the place and you've got explosions happening and enemies flying around and shield bubbles popping up and there's a lot going on but the game can't handle it not in terms of a frame rate issue I didn't have any frame rate issues so what I'm talking about is not like the game got a bit crazy and it started to chug I'm not talking about that I'm talking about when there's a bunch of stuff happening on screen how the animations are flowing in the game it's really really quite poor um, I, that, that, at that point when those animations were happening, I felt like I was playing something very budgety, something very cheap. Um, so that needs a lot of improvement for the second game. Again, it, it, it did take me out of certain moments, but again, it didn't destroy my experience because of the more positive stuff that happens in this game is, uh, is kind of overalls that a little bit, but still. Um, so yeah, the plot and the actual story um is like within within a week's time I'm probably going to forget about the story here um uh, so those are my two my my two maybe three if you want to count that sort of weak points um the biggest so that's my negative so let me get onto my positives for this the biggest strength in this game are the characters uh the banter between the guardians of the galaxy which we're kind of used to if you've seen the mcu films and all that kind of stuff uh, i might go back and rewatch guardians 1 and 2 just so i can kind of be reminded of what the mcu did with the individual films for these i know that they've been in like you know the uh infinity war and endgame and all that kind of stuff but 
I, I want to be reminded of how the in, in MCU introduced them because I can't really fully remember those films. Obviously, it's been a few years, so I might, in some like spare time and stuff, go back and rewatch those. Obviously, you've got like Chris Pratt and all those kind of people, so be a bit different. But um, yeah, but to to get a bit of a refresher now that I've experienced this game and see how the see how the two kind of compare. And that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, this game's biggest strength is the characters, the personality. This game is, in terms of its characters, this game is oozing with personality. Absolutely oozing with personality. It's everywhere. And it's just, wh- whether it's the little one-liners that are delivered in between, you know, objective A to objective B or point A to point B. Whether it's those things or the more deeper sort of cutscene type of stuff. Um... That is this that that is the best part about this game, and I really really loved it. Um, again, I was a bit disappointed with um, when you would be sort of walking through certain pathways or whatever. You'd be traversing the level as you normally would do. The characters would be talking, but there would be certain points when you'd go through, go past a door, or you would climb onto a ledge, and it would activate a cutscene. And it was completely cut off the previous conversation. That was I, I found that to be really disappointing. And in certain levels you can guess where it's going to be. Because there's certain levels in this where like. You look down and you see a bunch of cover spots. And you're like okay this is a this is a combat area. And you, you wait to jump down until the conversation's finished. But I'm talking with like your general doors and stuff. Um, or if you're climbing up a ledge or something. And it just cuts away to a cutscene. Um, I, d- I did find that annoying. Um, that's, again, not really a knock against the game. It's more just how the conversation sort of went. So, um, but that that was, a, that was a little bit disappointing when that, when that happened. But still, those conversations are really, really just... They're, they're funny, they're engaging, uh, they're interesting. You care about what's going on with the characters, the things that they're talking about. And there's a lot of points in this game... Where the characters are talking about what the plan is. Um, like hey we've got this to do. How should we do it? And even just the general normal conversations about like. Oh we should blow this up or do this or whatever. It would be really really fun. I, I, I had a lot of um, fun listening to those. I would say for those of you. Um, for those for people that don't play video games. Or aren't going to play this video game. You'll probably actually get the best out of this game. If you watched, you know how with like video games you can look up like the cutscene film or whatever. That's probably actually the best way to experience this game. Is with like, uh, and I don't know how many of those would include like the banter in the gameplay stuff between the cutscenes. Because I'm assuming if you looked, if you looked for the cutscene film version of this game on YouTube it probably doesn't include those parts so you you will be missing out on that stuff unfortunately but if you don't want to play this game if you don't if you want to get past maybe you don't play games anyway I, I don't know but um again I'm trying to guess as to who would be listening and that type of stuff but um even if you do play games and you're like oh you know combat sounds kind of naff and the animation stuff that Matt talked about not great um if you don't want to play this game, I would still recommend that you watch it on YouTube. I just don't know if you'll get the full, full experience. Because, again, some of those in-game kind of conversations, they might be cut out. And you're going to want to hear some of that stuff. So, um, Or what you could do 
is if you've got a favourite YouTuber, because obviously I didn't stream all this game or whatever, if you've got a favourite YouTuber who has like, uh, done a full walkthrough of this game, obviously you've got their commentary on top of things, so you've got that to consider. But that, but then you'll at least be what you'll you'll be watching somebody go through the gameplay stuff so that you can avoid that. But you'll still be able to hear those conversations. So that's maybe another option. I'm just trying to give other options as to how you could experience this game if you want to. Uh, if you want to do that, um, so that's really really good. But obviously, honestly, you got some like dynamite. Not dynamite. Um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Um, you got some really. I can't think of the word I was trying to think of. You got some really quite incredible incredibly well written dialogue in this game and it it is the biggest standout whether it's the funny sort of banterish scenes between the guardians or it's some more emotional stuff there's some surprising emotional stuff in this game actually there's a particular scene uh, involving Gamora and I actually clipped it and put it on YouTube uh, our YouTube channel entertainment talk plays um so you can see that as well on there if you want to uh it's not got me talking or anything like that I actually muted my microphone so that it would capture it properly um but there, there's some like surprising emotional stuff in this game as well with with kind of each with each of the characters and some really sort of triumphant moments and it, it, if you want to just like have good a good time with the guardians of the galaxy this definitely still offers that and it's still really really strong in terms of um how they're doing that because i, I know i kind of said this on my second review if you want to sort of call it that but um where some people have said like don't sleep on this game that must be the type of stuff that they're talking about because I'm glad that I I'm glad I did end up playing this game and I did end up continuing past my point of annoyance and I did finish this game I, I'm glad that I did and I do want another one as well if that's uh, if that's a possibility obviously you've got sales to consider and that type of stuff but um yeah there's there's some like surprising emotional stuff in this game as well which it is good because it shows that these like witty bantery sort of group of characters are very capable of that and the writing is very capable the writing is very capable of dealing with both here so um that's the uh game's biggest strength um in terms of the gameplay stuff there is some stuff i do want to not necessarily praise but give props to for some good ideas and i mentioned this before so again sorry about repetition um when you are going through those parts in the game and you're doing the gameplay sections but there is conversations and dialogue between the characters you'll sometimes be um met with uh puzzle solving stuff in this game so long story short how this works is Groot can create bridges with obviously his branch arms uh rocket can either hack certain computers he can blow stuff up and he can also uh go into tight spaces obviously because he's smaller uh, Gamora can like jump up walls and grab onto them. Well, not really grab onto them. She sticks her sword in the wall, and basically, what you can do is like a double jump as Peter Quill, because you you play as Peter Quill throughout the whole game. Um, and you can say like, "Hey, Gamora, can you go up this part of the wall?" She'll climb up there. You can jump up and get a boost. So if you've got like a bigger wall, it will very clearly mark it out for you as well. Uh, Drax can. He can do a couple of things actually. He can either pick up very big um, box or ledge type objects. So if you've got an area where that's just sort of out of reach, you can ask him to pick that up, put it in a certain place, um, 
and uh, then you do a jump onto that and then you jump and you go forward so that's really good he can also break certain walls and certain parts of areas and stuff so that you can obviously go through those areas so that's really good and um who's the other one obviously peter you're controlling him anyway so uh that's good uh, the other thing gamora can do as well is she can cut certain like ropes and wires and stuff and even certain certain just like um parts of of level so that you can go through them sometimes it will be walkways that are covered with something she will uh cut it or cut whatever's in the way like break it or whatever and then you can go through uh she can also cut certain wires to certain cables if they're attached onto something or whatever so i did enjoy those parts uh, those 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 are some of my like gameplay highlight stuff because even during that, um, they're giving off the witty banter, they're having interesting conversations that you care about, and you're figuring out how to do the puzzles, but you're not distracted by one or the other, uh, so I thought that was um, uh, really, really quite good, uh, so that was great as well. Um, you have things like, um, so talk a bit more specifically about the gameplay stuff. Uh, essentially you've got your blasters as Peter Quill you can shoot those continuously until they burn out and then you if you time it right you can do like a burst shot and then you can keep shooting you also get um, I suppose I'll save this not for spoiler stuff but more surprises Uh, you can press and hold R1 to do certain things you can shoot certain elements from your gun as like special attacks so that's really good Um, those have like cooldown periods as well um, those are either through getting certain parts of the level, or you can harm certain enemies in certain ways, so that was pretty good. Um, the one part of the game that I felt was kind of almost useless, and this isn't one of my not-like things, because I already talked about those before, it was, it was decent, but it wasn't really, you could have taken it out of the game and it wouldn't really have made much difference. The workbench stuff... Uh, basically, if you look around certain parts of levels, you can pick up, um, like, scraps, basically. And then when you find uh, workbenches, you can go over to them, press triangle, obviously, and a menu of, like, you've got this amount of this, which means you can get this, and it will give you a description of, like, whatever it is, and Rocket does it for you. Um, I didn't really end up actually using much of what I had and unless you have to seriously search around certain areas I probably unlocked less of half of what was there unless you have to do like new game plus or something and you keep going through but obviously I'm not going to do that um but that felt so far and few between that at certain points in the game I actually forgot it was a thing and it just felt so limited and so sort of like Okay, I'd like to explore more of what's here, but I'm not getting nearly enough the credits or the bolts or scrap that I need. So you could you could probably have done away with that and done more of like just just put that into something else. I didn't really because when you get the um, skill point stuff and you can um, unlock like, hey, Drax can do this. Hey, Gamora can now do that. I found that much more useful. Um, you kind of run out of buttons to do, to do that to put more prompts in there, but I'd have almost preferred if you had more of that. Maybe, 
um, or something more done with that than the than the workbench stuff because I, I felt like it was you, you could have just taken that out of the game it would have pretty much made no difference um, obviously you would have taken out all the scrap stuff that you find as well but that's fine um, so again you either either improve that for the second game or just take it out or do something different completely I think because um, I found that very useless and just eh it's, it was just kind of there so yeah um, so those are some of the other gameplay stuff um, but as I said gameplay's fine it, it's fine it, it got so, it's got some good ideas and some very messy clunky clip through animation type execution because um, there were certain moments where I thought like oh I've managed to do that like I would freeze an enemy or something and then punch them or I would stun an enemy or something and then punch them um but it again the animation with that stuff was really messy really quite bad um and i did kind of, i did kind of find it again maybe this is a star lord specific problem um but i kind of found just like you know with the blasters over and over and over and over and over again to be sort of like okay bullet spongy kind of enemies the the enemies on this game are pretty bullet spongy um which is interesting because the characters actually make commentary about that as well um because there's a few enemies that are like really take a lot of damage and i think rocket at a certain point during the battle because they will have conversations during the battle which is quite nice um and and Rocket would be like, hey, we've really got to put it into this one, um, or be like, hey, we've re- we've really got to put everything we got into this enemy. It's like, okay, that's a decent bit of dialogue and all that, but you didn't need to make the enemies so bullet spongy. Some some of them really aren't. Some of them are very easy to take out, but some of them have like multiple bars of health, and it's just a bit kind of unnecessary. Um, so there was that. But yeah, just like okay, you can tell your other teammates to do certain things and all that. But um, for, for, from you playing as Peter Quill and just blasters, cool down, blasters, cool down, blasters, cool, it it got a bit sort of like okay, another powerful enemy. I'll lock onto them and then just shoot loads of my blasters into that. Wait for it to overheat do the little blast and then do it over and over again it got a little bit sort of like okay this is what we're doing not like in the batman games or the spider-man games where you can be like okay i will grapple an enemy or i will throw a batarang or i will jump over an enemy's head and kick them or um uh use like the sticky bombs and stuff or in spider-man where you can literally swing around and you'd be like hey i'm gonna swing onto this building jump off of it, kick an enemy, swing kicking an enemy, or fling them around with my, you know, with the webs, um, or, um, uh, like, cover them in webs so they're kind of stunned, you, there's so much variety in, like, the Batman and the, and the Spider-Man games, um, and it, I mean, you've got, like, what is it, five Guardians, the, the, the way that this game tries to go about its variety is by saying, hey, you're locked onto Peter Quill, you can do this one thing, but hey, your team can do all this other stuff. And again, decent idea, just a, a poor execution of that. Um, I would have actually liked, because there's no, there's no specific necessary reason, apart from the the mini dialogue options, 
uh, which were kind of a nice touch. Apart from those, which you could have still controlled, I wouldn't have minded switching to Gamora, using her sword for a bit, switching to Dr- to Drax, doing some brute stuff, switching to Groot and Rocket, and doing some explosive uh, you know, grenades and what kind of stuff. I-, I wouldn't have minded doing that. That would have actually been kind of interesting. But again, maybe maybe they'll change that for the second game. So we shall see. Uh, that's pretty much all my thoughts on the gameplay and stuff. Um, hopefully, you got the gist of what I'm trying to say here and everything. Um, I suppose if I, I if I just spoiler free, kind of talk about the characters and stuff. So, in ter- so if we just focus on the five guardians for a minute, um, Gamora's my favorite, I think. Not in terms of my actual rankings of the guardians' characters, but my rankings of them within this game. I like Gamora a lot. Drax, because Drax is, um, I can't remember what the phrase is called, but it's like when you're not familiar with, like, sarcasm and, like, how the world works and that sort of thing. Um, or when he, when somebody makes a sarcastic comment to him and he doesn't understand it, that that kind of thing. A bit like how Knuckles is in the, uh, Sonic film. I, there's a specific word for it, but I can't think of what it's called right now. That's really, really brilliant. I mean, if you take that out of the team... Uh, that element out of the team, it really loses a lot of its stuff. Um, Star-Lord I'd put near the bottom next to Groot. Obviously Groot's got kind of the... See, the thing is with Groot, he's very much a partnered up with Rocket, right? Because Groot will say, I am Groot, in a particular tone. And Rocket will translate it. And then another character will say something else. And that's kind of how that dialogue goes, right? But Groot... Um, does have the least personality out of all these. That's not a knock against the character. He's got his own specific kind of like role in the team. Uh, Star-Lord I'd probably put next. Um, nothing against Star-Lord. It's just kind of... I don't know. Maybe I got sick of playing as him for like 15 hours or, or, or whatever. That's my last bit of a negative comment by the way. In terms of the spoiler free part. The game is too long. I think. I think the game's a bit too long. Um, yeah, there's a particular section before, like, the big boss fights at the end. You go through a lot of enemies, and I mean a lot of enemies. And I don't know why there needed to be that many for those sections. And and that happens in a few other sections as well. But this this game does go on for too long, I think. Which is interesting, because one of the comments I heard about this game was like, Oh, it's a bit kind of short, and, like, could have spent more time in there. No, I I think it did overstay its welcome ever so slightly. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, maybe I just got kind of sick of playing a Star Lord after a bit of time. Um, again, he's got his specific role, the leader kind of role, and everything, which is good. Um, so yeah, I f- from best to worst, I would go Gamora, Drax, Rocket, Star Lord, and then Groot. I think is how I would go with that. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for the spoiler-free section. Um, I'm going to, in case you didn't listen to my previous review, I am going to just briefly go over where my problem was with the game and where I almost gave up with it, and then just kind of talk about some other bits and pieces and then wrap it up. But uh, anyway, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. This is your first spoiler warning. So if you don't want, if you don't want to hear about spoilers for Guardians, you can leave now. It is okay to do that. Um, but uh, I'm going to go into spoilers after this break, so I'll see you in a minute. 
Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show all right spoiler time uh for guardians of the galaxy the video game the one i've been talking about for 28 minutes you know the drill Uh, If you've not played the game, you don't want to be spoiled, or even if you haven't played the game but you want to watch it in some way, shape or form, uh, you're going to want to click the podcast off now. You can either go and listen to a different piece of our content. In the meantime, there is plenty of it. Uh, So you can go and listen to all that stuff, go and listen to some music, maybe some ASMR, uh, do whatever you want to do. So just click the podcast off, mute it, pause, back, homepage, close the player, open Spotify, call a friend. Whatever you want to do. I don't know what you want to do. Whatever you want to do with uh, with your device that you're listening on. Um, so yeah, my, I, I just want to kind of briefly go over this again. Um, and it, it still is a bit of a sticking point for me because I still don't... I, I understand the, the concept and the function, but I don't understand the reason. So where I kind of initially bailed on this game, got kind of a bit annoyed but then decided to go back to was where you enter one of the promise things and um, you have to again I don't quite understand why you have to shoot Peter Quill's mum I don't understand that specific mechanic that really kind of annoyed me Um, because like I mean Nikki doesn't have to shoot her mum you don't shoot Nikki's mum um you don't shoot any of like Drax's family in his promise thing. Uh, you don't do any of those things. But why does he have to shoot his mum? Obviously, it's not her. It's a fake thing. It's a, it's in the promise dream 
sequence thing. But that still really throws me off. I understand. I kind of understand. I understand why it's there. It's Peter trying to move on from all that and everything like that. And that was part of his sort of promise thing or whatever. But and you don't just shoot her once. You have to shoot her three times as well. Um, because you have your blasters and you're at the farm. You take out the enemies and stuff. And she's like, "Hey, Peter, it's lovely to see you." And she gives you a hug, and then she hugs you a bit too tight, and you get a game over. I still don't understand why the credits come up with that. Because if you click on accept promise or whatever it is, the credits she hugs you, you die from being hugged too hard. I don't know what 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 that was. Um, but that happens, and then the credits actually come up. Uh, you click accept or deny. If you accept it, you get thrown back to the main menu of the game, and you get asked to. Well, you can either turn the game off from then, or you can click continue and change your choice. I do not. That that's the one really part, big part that sticks out to me that that about the game. Why do you have to shoot his mum three times? And what's with this like? Kojima attempted-esque sort of like oh you finished the game the credits are coming up no you didn't um you just changed the choice thing um I also don't really understand the kitchen scene either I don't really understand I I, just that whole that whole thing I just didn't understand um because even the uh Nikki dream sequence stuff with her promise that stuff so much better I mean, when because when you touch upon right, Gamora and what happened with Nebula, that stuff's really powerful and emotional. That's that's probably the best scene in the game, actually. I think, um, alongside Nikki and what whatever's going on there. Then you got Drax and his promise thing and to his family. That wasn't quite as emotionally hitting to me as the. Uh, as the Gamora stuff. I mean the Gamora scene isn't any, even in the dream sequence promise thing is it. That's just in the normal game. Uh, but that was better than than those stuff. Than those things. Um, Drax's one was pretty good. The gameplay stuff there was a little bit tedious. Uh, a few too many sections. Uh, and obviously that's where Adam Warlock comes into things. That was still better than the Peter Quill stuff. I just... I don't understand why is he shooting his mum three times? Why do the credits come up and get you to accept or deny? But it doesn't really, it doesn't actually make any difference. Um, and what, what, why is that in the game? Why, why couldn't you've done? So I, I don't mind revisiting that memory, that specific memory of him and his mum. Obviously, that's a huge part. Of, you know, mum's a big part of anyone's life, really. But um, especially for Peter, as kind of you know the whole um, cancer thing and all that type of stuff. But yeah, that that n- none of that worked for me. None of it at all. Um, and hopefully I forget that it happened because it uh, really kind of frustrated me. <laughs> um, but no, you got some, again, some brilliant, brilliant character work with Gamora. And that scene with Gamora is pretty much perfect. Because it's her trying to open up to Peter about what happened with Nebula. And she had to kill her sister. And obviously got Thanos involved with that. And then you've got the group making like very small, sly little sort of bantery, jokish sort of Guardians type dialogue. But it fits so well. It fits so, so well with with, with what's going on there. 
Uh, again, I, that, that scene I clipped for YouTube, so if you want to go and specifically watch that, you can do so. Um, but that stuff is really, really good. Again, that's the best scene in the game, I think. Um, so, just brilliant there overall. Uh, Drax with his family was fine, it was good. Uh, didn't impact me quite as quite as much. And then you've got Nikki with her mum and you know not being able to sort of let her go, I suppose. I thought they were going to do something with the Soul Stone to bring her mum back. Obviously, this is comic book stuff, this is Marvel. People don't stay dead, so maybe she comes back in a future game. Who knows, because uh, people don't really stay dead in comic books, do they? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, so we shall see. Um, but yeah, just just this whole like... Um, so that's pretty much it for the spoiler set for the other spoilery stuff. But um, this cult like thing, I actually think it's kind of terrible. Really, not the idea. You can do whatever cult sort of stuff you want. That's fine. Um, it just, yeah. And I'm I'm glad that the personalities of these characters and the writing and the dialogue between them was able to kind of shove that out the way. Uh, because that was not a well-executed story, in my opinion. The whole, like, Cole and the Monarch thing, and I forgot the guy's name. I, I just did the boss fight, like, an hour ago or something. Um, the, the, the main... Whatever his name was, monarch person. Um, I don't think any of his stuff is very good. Um, I think it attempts to be kind of like. I think what they maybe attempted to do, and again, the comedy part of this stuff works. The guardians witty bantery sort of dialogue works. Uh, I think what they attempted to do with that was like, oh, let's have a dark cultish sort of thing in here. And then, you know, you, you 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 put witty, bantery, comedic, jokey, funny Guardians characters into dark cult storyline. And you're trying to, like, balance out the tone. And the tone was relatively balanced, but the story with the cult just... It meant nothing to me, really. Um, and again, I don't know if that specific element was supposed to stick out or just... Me focusing on the Guardians' reactions to everything. Because that was still good. Their, their reactions to what was going on was good. Um, so yeah, but nah. That was that was not good, in, in my opinion. But you finished it, and you can do something else for the second game. So, we shall see. Anyway, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. I will not be doing another Guardians of the Galaxy review. I've now finished the game. Uh, I've finished it. Going to move on. All done. Great game. Glad I didn't skip out on it. Glad I listened to other people's opinions um, about just like you shouldn't sleep on this game kind of thing. Um, I would agree with that. I wouldn't quite praise this game as highly as some others have done. But if you want to praise this game and say it's the best thing you've ever played, you're more than welcome to do that. If you think this game is absolute garbage, terrible, um, I will have questions, but you can still have that opinion, of course. Um, Yes, it's been a bit of a journey for me, hasn't it, really? I mean, I watched that first gameplay video stuff and I was like, this does not look good. This looks very kind of cheap and basic and sort of like, huh? Um, and I, I, that's something I need to mention as well. I almost forgot to mention that. This game was not marketed well at all. 
This game was not marketed well at all. This the marketing for this game did it no favors whatsoever. Um because the only thing I remember seeing from this game is the gameplay stuff, which is actually one of its weakest parts. Uh I don't remember seeing like story trailers and stuff. Not that you want to you don't want to spoil too much obviously, but I don't remember seeing many story trailers that made you think, oh yeah, this is the cool Guardians of the Galaxy characters that we know. Let's play this game. I don't remember anybody mentioning those. I don't remember seeing any of those trailers. Um, Because, yeah, they didn't show off any of that stuff with this game. This game was very badly marketed. um, And it let it down, unfortunately. But uh, if you managed to pick it up yourself, and obviously you played it, Hopefully you had as good time as I did. Maybe you had a better time with it, which is great. Uh, anyway, that's my thoughts on everything. Um, again, I will not be talking about Guardians again. I might mention on this Sunday's Game Until podcast or something that I finished it, but I'll just refer to this review uh, in future. So, there we go. Uh, but in terms of, like, yeah, don't skip rating. I'd say 8 out of 10. I really liked it a lot, but I didn't love it. I really, really like this game a lot, but I don't love it. Um, that's that's where I'm at with it, I think. So, anyway, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Did you love this game? Did you think it was a ten out of ten, best thing you've seen? Did you think this game was terrible? Do you not like these characters? Um, did you kind of did did the uh, marketing throw you off of playing it? What, what whatever your thoughts and feelings and questions and whatever comments are that you've got, feel free to write in too. Matthew at Entertainment Talk.org, Twitter E Talk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, also, there's the email box on the website version of the episode. Um, you can uh, use that, which a lot of you tend to use, which is good. And a clickable email name in your show notes. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org. TV, games, films, and main night podcasts. So take a look out for all of those things as well. Um, if you want to support Entertainment Talk and the podcast in other ways, you can, of course, listen to more episodes we've got, either on entertainmenttalk.org or on your favourite podcast platforms by searching for the same name. You can also tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find it, of course, by either telling them or using social media. That's up to you if you want to do that. You can also support us through Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers for the average podcast review options. Uh, so take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, if you switch it over to TV and film news, TV and film stuff that's going on at the moment, there's a lot of it going on as well. A new Geek Town Radio episode's out as of kind of sort of today. Again, I'm recording late at night because apparently this is what I do now. Uh, but Geek Town Radio nonetheless is out for this week. As uh, for TV and the film news, lots and lots of air dates. Bad trailers for CW DC shows. <laughs> um, lots of other stuff. Netflix news, TV and film news, air dates, renewals, cancellations, all that kind of stuff. Check out all of that. Geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Geektown Radio episodes drop on Tuesdays. Have a look out for those. Bex is still streaming very regularly over on Twitch. Trista B-Y-T-E-S. You can also follow her on Twitch, Twitter and Instagram. So check out what she's doing over there. Uh, you can also follow me as well on Twitch at eTalkUK. And if you miss any of those streams or the FIFA career mode episodes or the game clips, you can find those all archived later on YouTube at Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.